0: goodreads reviews today we're going by the way okay (laughs) i was looking at goodreads goodreads reviews today and like there are a number of not great reviews for this book but a lot of them were complaining about like oh the cover is so cute i didn't know it was gonna be so like like spicy and i was like that's a thing now y'all like get with it
1: also does the little blurb from tessa bailey on the cover not tip you off just a little bit
0: and also the description of the book yeah
1: well I'm not a blurb reader so I guess I can't say anything but then again you pass me my books
0: right so if you like saw this in a store you would look at the front cover and then you would flip it around and read the back if you knew nothing about it right Probably.
1: I'm looking at the back right now, and it is the little part where he says, maybe we, or when she says, maybe we just need to get it out of our system, which it's like, how else are you going to read that?
0: Yeah. They're going to bone. Yeah. But also, previously, Julie Murphy's books have not been spicy. spicy. But so if you're a Julie Murphy fan, maybe it's very unexpected. I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway...
1: Welcome to 50%. Today, we're going to talk about this very cute and very spicy book, <laughs> A Merry Little Meat Cute by Julie Murphy, aforementioned, and Sierra Simone,
0: a little friend duo. A little friend duo. I, I kept forgetting while reading this book that it was written by two people, because normally when I read a book like that, I'm like, ooh, let me try to figure out mm-hmm. who wrote which pieces, but I kept forgetting, and I mean- Sierra Simone's books are quite spicy, mm-hmm. so I would assume that she was responsible for many of those pieces. Right. But you never know. I kind of like to think that our our wholesome gal Julie Murphy got some sexy scenes in there, which of which there are a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Just because of the sheer number, I would think that some were written by her. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. I, yeah let's just, let's just get right into it since we're already talking about the book no no kill in time yeah I do, I do need to say this is the perfect day to record our last podcast of the year our 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 last Christmas holiday podcast of the year because it is disgusting and freezing outside
1: it's awful
0: uh
1: I but have, it's great yeah I mean it's nice for recording
0: yeah anyway Abigail why don't you read us the blurb for a merry little meat cute
1: I will. B. Hobbs, a.k.a. Bianca Von Honey, has a successful career as a plus-size adult film star. With a huge following and two supportive moms, she couldn't ask for more. But when her favorite producer casts her to star in a Christmas movie he's been making for the Squeaky Clean Hope channel, B.'s career is about to take a more family-friendly direction. Everything about this blurb, every time I read it, makes me laugh. Unbelievable. Forced to keep her work as Bianca under wraps, B. quickly learns this is a task a lot easier said than done. Though it all becomes worthwhile when she discovers her co-star is none other than childhood crush Nolan Shaw, an ex-boy band member in desperate need of career rehab. Nolan's promised his bulldog manager to keep it zipped up on set, <laughs> and he will if it means he'll be able to provide a more stable living situation for his sister and mom. But things heat up quickly in Christmas Notch, Vermont, when Nolan recognizes his new co-star from her closed doors account. Oh, yeah, he's a member. Mm-hmm. Now B and Nolan are sneaking off for quickies on set and keeping their new relationship a secret from the Hope Channel's execs. Things only get trickier when the reporter who torpedoed Nolan's singing career comes snooping around and takes an instant interest in mysterious newcomer B. And if B and Nolan can't keep their off-camera romance behind the scenes, then this merry little meat cute might end up on the cutting room floor.
0: Where to begin with this book... It starts pretty unexpectedly, It just starting at the beginning, because it starts from Teddy's perspective. Which I really liked. Me too. So it starts, Teddy is the producer of the movie. Uh, and the porn studio. A.K.A. Uncle Ray Ray. <laughs> Which you expect this character to be, like,
1: disgusting and sleazy, but I just imagined him as, like, Jimmy Buffett.
0: Yeah, he's, like, kind of like your dorky friend's dad Mm. kind of vibes, you know, like you come over to his house and he's like, what's going on on the TikTok, kids, or whatever. That is exactly how he is. He wears like sandals and Hawaiian shirts everywhere.
1: This is not what I think of when I think of porn executives, I guess. I don't know.
0: No, no. I mean, this entire book had very unexpected and like extremely like nice and positive representations of, of sex work, which was- nice but i was not expecting teddy to be wholesome as wholesome as he was right but so it starts from teddy's perspective which was very unexpected because i saw the name teddy and i was like who the fuck is this guy right um but it kind of it's like a very like quick and easy way to like set the scene for what's going on
1: yes and then the prologue is in third person yeah. which was very fun because it made everything seem more high stakes and serious and then it just jumps into B's perspective in the first chapter. I thought it was very fun that we got this like, oh shit, how am I going to cast this Christmas movie? Yeah. After?
0: so <laughs> Yeah, this like bird's eye view of what's going on right. with several of the characters like from Teddy's perspective, but in third person, but like what he's going through of like shit has hit the fan mm-hmm. and he's trying to like cast this Christmas movie for the Hope Channel. Aka the Hallmark Channel. It's yeah, it's the Hallmark. It's the Channel. Hallmark, Hallmark Channel. So what had happened though, <laughs> and this literally like page two or whatever when this happens, I was like, I fucking love this book. <laughs> yeah, the explanations
1: in the backstory in this book is absolutely. This would never happen. It's insane. The world building. It's fantastic. It's bonkers. But what happened was this Christmas movie he is producing for the Hope Channel. No idea how this got signed off on for this man to produce a Christmas movie, but that's fine.
0: He's basically like kind of like very low stakes scamming his way into this because he's he like managed to somehow do it under his real name, not the name he uses for his porn stuff. Not Uncle Ray Ray. Not Uncle Ray Ray. But a bunch of the crew
1: members and the lead actress of this movie, um, a Duke for Christmas? No, Duke the Halls. Duke the Halls. Duke yes, the Halls is the name
0: of the movie.
1: Uh, went to a Burning Man-esque music, not music festival and a giant walrus tusk
0: fell on them. Also, this was in Terlingua, as in West Texas. I didn't catch that at all. Yep, so the so a walrus tusk fell on the crew members because they were standing underneath some sort of sculpture that collapsed basically. Yeah, some art installation. Yeah. I don't know. And then
1: Winnie Baker, the suppo- or who was supposed to be the lead. What what happened to her? She
0: had a bad ayahuasca trip. Ah, that's it. Yes. And, <laughs> and she was she was like, I guess physically okay, but very tired. So so Winnie Baker, our old lead actress, the former lead actress, is sort of this like very wholesome harm, hallmark channel hope channel like kind of the i i pictured her as like you know how candace cameron viewer is and all i that's how i pictured her that is exactly who i pictured or like i pictured someone like her or like any kind of um slightly grown up former disney channel or nickelodeon kind of star right is it before like but like the squeaky clean version. Yes. Which I can't think of a single person who was on those channels and remains squeaky clean. I don't know. Vanessa then, Hudgens is
1: on a little oh, Vanessa lap. Yes.
0: Princess Switch. Yeah. I think Van- Vanessa Hudgens is good. That's good. Yeah. 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 So that's Winnie Baker. Right. Right. So and then she was supposed to be starring opposite this kind of uh, reformed. Bad Boy from, like, an Sync or Backstreet Boys. No, it was, like, One Direction era. It was, but, like, the name of the band is Ink, which feels I mean, very pointedly in Sync to me. Yes. The name feels
1: very, like, 90s, early 2000s, but it is, like, One Direction era, which is weird because, I don't know, what other boy bands were then at the time?
0: So, Nolan, the former member of the boy band, who is now an actor, is trying to rehab his image because he, um... He's gotten into a lot of trouble. He's gotten into a lot of trouble. The kind of tipping point being some incident at the Duluth Olympics. Which... Okay. <laughs> which obviously never happened. The Duluth no. Olympics never happened. These are fake Olympics. These are fake Olympics. Um, where he was, like, caught with, like, three Olympians in a hotel room, basically. In the little Olympic village.
1: Yeah. Where, uh... Sexcapades of legend apparently happen every Olympics,
0: right? And so he has a super bad reputation because he like allegedly ruined this American ice skater's like run at the Olympics,
1: right? She got caught with him, and then like the next day she was supposed to win gold, and then she didn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. So more on that later. But that is kind of the the situation that he's living with. But then we we. We learn early on that he's, like, really trying to rehab his image because he's trying to support his family. He needs to make money, basically. Mm -hmm. And, again, more on that later. But washed up pop star with a bad reputation. I imagine it's pretty hard to make money. So the way B gets cast (laughs) is Teddy meets up
1: with the director of this Hope Channel movie, Gretchen, at... At a Chili's in an airport? Yes. The Chili's
0: too. At, at the Chili's too in the airport. And this is before we've met Bea and Nolan. So some of right. the backstory we just gave, you don't know as the reader yet. But this part was so funny to me because I, when we read the blurb for the book, I was like, oh, I imagine what happened is that Bea auditioned for this movie and then just didn't tell them about her livelihood right. and is like... Also running a scam kind of like Teddy is. Right. But that is not what happens.
1: No. What happens is so Winnie Baker drops out of the movie. The movie is going to production like the next day.
0: Which is why Winnie drops out. Like if they were able to push back the filming, she could have still done it. But they needed to start filming like literally the next day. And she needed like three or four days of rest or something. Something like that. But Teddy has
1: all these headshots that he brings to Gretchen to show her of like alternates and B's topless headshot is somehow accidentally in there and Gretchen sees it and is like, interesting, I want her. Yeah, she's like, I like
0: that, that's bold. Yeah. Real, yeah, good idea. Good idea. Get her right. And this, this again, this all happens in this kind of prologue, like first chapter with Teddy. And so, like all of these things happen, like Gretchen, the Chili's too, the the wooden walrus tusk. It's a lot of information very quickly. But that's what, that like, instantly I was like, All right, I'm in. All right, <laughs> You've <yeah>. got me.
1: <laughs> Great. Sounds good.
0: Yeah. If if you write a scene at a at a Chili's 2 in an airport into your book, I will read it, the entire thing. I know. He's, like, writing stuff on the back
1: of, like, the kid's menu. Unbelievable. Of, like a little contract for B or rules or something like that. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, poor Teddy, though, is just like, ugh.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then and then he realizes he's got to fill in like for the crew too. So similarly, he calls up like oh. friends from the porn industry, like makeup and costumes and whatever.
1: Again, Teddy's just kind of bumbling through life as this just like cool porn
0: dad. I don't know. He's just there. Yeah, so he like calls in some favors of like from these people who I guess are available the next day. Right before Christmas So this starts to come together for Teddy Even though he's very stressed
1: Yeah, this poor man And so uh. he's basically like, oh fuck, oh fuck Okay, here I go, <laughs> I'm gonna figure it out So B had joked with him A couple times, she knew he was doing this Christmas music Movie and she was like, just cast me In something, I don't care what it is, I'll be a waitress like, Right, I, like I, a I side part, whatever, yeah. yeah And so then he calls her and is like You wanna be the lead? And she is like she takes a couple minutes to think about it and then she's like, okay, I'll do it, sure.
0: The first scene we get with B is this like packing scene, which was another scene that I was like, all right, they've got me, I'm in. Because it's like Sonny, B's best friend and roommate, throwing a bunch of vibrators. Like they're strategizing over how many vibrators B needs for, <laughs> for like three weeks in Vermont, which to be fair, she uses them for work. But – She's not traveling for this kind of work. No. It's different work. But she's still running her her closed doors account. Oh, that's true. That's true. But it's very funny because it's like, do I need – does she need a different suitcase? No. Like, let's just – like, a little duffel bag. Like, how many is too many? Um, How many different flavors of lube do I need? Yeah, sugar cookie lube. You know, the whole – That's the winner. The whole nine yard. Yeah, she decides on sugar cookie, which – I can't remember the other options listed, but I remember when I was reading this, I was like, that's the one I would choose too. Not that I have an opinion on this, but the sugar cookie is probably the one that I would choose. I don't know. It just sounds like a yeast infection. I know. So then kind of the first section of this book after that is like, Bee flies to Vermont, like the cast and crew all arrive on the scene. There's a series of um, capital C characters, um, especially the uh, the ones who are, you know, previously from the porn industry, who are, um, trying to not reveal that they are in porn.
1: They're all running this low stakes little scam of like, we're just set people, right? We do normal family friendly work, but they aren't very good at it right they keep kind of accidentally revealing right and nolan at first who has he hasn't met b yet is just kind of confused like he's digging through the costume bucket and finding like assless chaps right
0: and like harnesses like leather and stuff and he's like this isn't period wear so right because it is you know, the in in the movie that they're making there's a time travel element from like present day back into I don't know. I guess like Victorian times. I I don't know. This movie, it it, <laughs> I very much
1: appreciated how little this book goes into the plot of whatever movie they're making. It
0: feels very like Kate and Leopold. But did you ever see that movie? No. With Meg Ryan, Hugh Jackman. Um, I've never seen a movie. It feels very Kate and Leopold, which is which is exactly that. It's like this this man from. I don't know my eras don't come for me, but like some Victorian era man comes to the future and she's like introducing him to future things. But this is like the Christmas version of that, but the opposite because she goes back in time with him. And he goes forward in time with her to eat chili fries. Oh, yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
1: It truly does not matter what this movie is about. It doesn't
0: matter, but it does add to some of the fun complication of the fact that the costume designer, his full-time job is in porn. Yeah. Um, So that's all. Like. Basically, Nolan is meeting these people, but he's like, well, this is kind of weird, but he doesn't really think too hard about it because he's like, A, I need this money. B, I never really worked on a movie before, so like, what do I know? Right. This could be totally normal. I don't know. Right. Maybe I do
1: have to wear assless chaps.
0: Yeah. I don't (laughs) know. Maybe he's going to turn them into something else. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is where we learn that Nolan is doing this to support his family. Um, He has a mom who has bipolar disorder, which I can't remember if we learn exactly what she's dealing with early on or if we just we just learn that she's struggling with something and it's revealed that she has bipolar disorder later but whatever it is we know that his mom is struggling with something and his teenage sister is kind of her caregiver while Nolan's gone and so he's like I just have to make this project work I need this money. Mm -hmm. His like agent or manager or whatever is like, don't fuck this up. You need this. I need this. Like you have to be squeaky clean. Right. No shenanigans. And then that is also kind of the negotiation that Teddy makes with B because Teddy is like, you cannot fuck this up for all of us. Like you also have to be very low key. And B's pretty willing. Right. B's like, well, I have kind of like low key been wanting to get into like non-porn acting. So like, I don't want to fuck this up for myself either. Like, that sounds good. Yeah. So obviously that's going to go wrong. Yes. Anytime that that is required. <laughs> um, no one's allowed to bone. Right. Um. So the next thing I have on here is that They kiss at 19% because the first scene that they have to film together is, like, the last scene of the movie where they're like, oh, I love you, and then they make out. Right. But right before this, he meets B, Mm -hmm. and he realizes, oh. (laughs) I've been watching this lady on the internet for years. For literal years. Uh Like, checking
1: her notifications... As soon as she posts, like, is, what does he call it? He's, like, part of, like, the honeypot or something. Where yeah. Where it's, like, her top subscribers.
0: Yeah, like, he pay. I imagine there are pricing tiers. Like And Patreon. he pays the highest tier. Yeah. Is how I picture it. For all her exclusive content, he's, like,
1: it's his fantasy girl.
0: Right. And- he recognizes her immediately. Obviously. Like, he sees her and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> and then they immediately have to make out. Yes. Uh, Which she does with tongue because she doesn't know that you're not supposed to do that. I know. I can't remember whose perspective that part is written from. But when I wrote it originally in my notes, I was like, does she know that she's not supposed to do this? And then we learn later that, like... No, she doesn't know, and then she feels stupid. Right. No
1: one gave her... They even say, we don't, we don't have enough money for an intimacy coach here. Right, right, exactly. And she's like, well, okay, I'm just kissing. So. Yeah,
0: and then someone, I can't remember if it's the director or someone later, is like, hey, you don't have to do that. Like, yeah. You, you just do it without tongue. Like, that's just, how people do just it. Just a little, little stage smooch. Right. And then she feels really embarrassed because she's like, oh, no, I just, like, stuck my tongue down Nolan's throat. And, like... B's reaction to meeting Nolan is also like important because B was a huge fan of the boy band that Nolan was in as we've mentioned um like growing up. So she's freaking out but not nearly as much as he is. No. Uh
1: everyone knows who Nolan is. Right. Mm, some of them know who B is. Right. Not all of them though. And right. it's supposed to be very under wraps. And so he doesn't tell her that he knows who she is either. He keeps that secret. Right.
0: Which feels a little weird for me, consent wise.
1: There are some consent y things in this book I have a little question mark about.
0: Yeah. But then the way, like, there are things that, like, kind of raised a little tiny red flag for me. But then usually in the book, B would react to it and be fine with it. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to trust that the authors hopefully did some work talking to people who work in sex work, I I would hope.
1: Yeah, I felt the same way you did, because if I had... Well, let's get into, I guess, the reveal. So the first act, you know, they're all just kind of meeting each other and making this Christmas movie and whatnot.
0: Yeah, there's a lot going on, but not a lot of action. Like, there's a lot of, like, small scenes of, like... Nolan goes to the costume designer, then B goes to the costume designer, and then like kind of all these little small things. They they film the first scene, they kiss. It's like a medium deal. Yeah.
1: They, they learn more about this town. Everything's Christmas themed. It's like a functioning town, but not really also. It's like part movie. It's like Disney World. It's like living at Disney World. Right. But Christmas.
0: There are no townies that I am, except for the people who like work at the local businesses. Uh, I did not meet a townie in this. Right in this book. Yeah. Big disappointment
1: on my end. I know. <laughs> I really wanted some hyper Christmas downies. I know. I know. That's okay though. Um but you know, they're making this movie. They're this they're living in this town and so B and Nolan are obviously attracted to each other because they're both hot people.
0: I need to interrupt you because we have to get to something that was like oh, absolutely God. destroying me, which is the gingerbread lotion.
1: Yes. Okay. So while Nolan is working with B, His porn star fantasy girl, uh, (laughs) this poor man, but uh, he's like so
0: turned on the entire time, which like makes sense, sure. And he has to um (laughs) release, but the which fine, sure. And that was the first. That's the moment where I was like, like I knew this was gonna be a horny book, but I was like, oh,
1: okay, yeah. Like lots
0: of talk about. (laughs) This man being hard, basically. But he keeps referencing the gingerbread lotion that is stocked in his hotel room because everything's Christmas themed, including the hotel or the inn, excuse me. Um, Yes, the inn. And he keeps referencing the gingerbread lotion that he uses to jack off. And I'm like, (laughs) every reference of it, I was just like... Oh no, <laughs> cuz I I had some like gingerbread-y lotion. Oh no. from Bath and Body Works like years ago and the smell of it was like so sweet and like strong and like I couldn't even really handle using it because it was like too 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 sweet. Um and so that's what I kept thinking of and I just laughed every time it was mentioned because it was it felt so funny. I definitely imagined it being glittery. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like funny. shimmery Bath and Body Works gingerbread lotion anyway so we had to talk about the gingerbread lotion but it shows up often it shows up often I had to talk about it because I find it I found it very funny every time it came up and it definitely has pink glitter in it yeah yeah there's no way it doesn't it kept being (laughs) just like a funny little callback throughout the book that every time I was just like (laughs) (laughs) yeah Mm. anyway so back to the scene where it is revealed the, the identities are revealed basically, right,
1: so for those keeping track at home, the first kiss is at nineteen percent, but like it kind of doesn't count
0: because it's a stage kiss, you right. know they're, I mean, it's not a stage kiss because right. they're they're tonguing each other
1: yes <laughs> but but <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is not a
1: naturally occurring
0: kiss exactly
1: yeah it's so, for the movie, it's for the movie, so the real first kiss and
0: more <laughs> and more happens at. 34 percent
1: yeah and what the situation is which is feels very cliche but i'll take it it's fine it was pretty hot i liked it yeah it, i mean it, it can be a cliche too right that yeah. wasn't knocking it. it yeah it just is yeah uh, i liked it b needs help getting into her corset yeah and who is there but nolan right to right. help we also find out he's like a theater kid and he that's why he yeah knows so he's how to like sew. good at costumes yeah he's i like in the beginning of the book they mention him like sewing his own costumes and I'm like how the fuck does this boy band kid know how to sew yeah and then it turns out he's a theater nerd
0: right yeah and he's like working part time at a local theater yeah like in his hometown too so so he's very capable yeah so he helps me um get her corset and then once the corset is on she's like shit I can't bend over to like put the rest of my stuff on right um so he puts on tights for, it's tight stockings right? stockings excuse me yeah um And then, so obviously, they fool around because he is like essentially between her knees, putting these stockings on. Yep. And neither of them can resist themselves. Nope. But I, I liked this scene. Um, it because it was cliche, but it was also like, you know, nice, whatever. Um, but they, (laughs) it's
1: nice. It's they haven't
0: really. My thing with this is like. It happened so early, they haven't really gotten to know each other yet. I know. They're both just kind of hot for each other. Right. Like, And so it was very, like, lust at first sight, which then, like, turns into mm-hmm. them having feelings for each other. But I wasn't feeling the connection from them. So even though I liked this moment, like, I personally wasn't that invested in it yet.
1: Yes. I felt the same way. You know, we've talked about we don't really vibe all the time with Lust at First Sight Mm -hmm. or Love at First Sight or anything like that. This one I bought, I could buy a little bit more for Lust at First Sight obviously because he's been watching her content for years. So it makes
0: sense. And both of their perspectives they talked about like being able to like kind of feel like some kind of sexual tension. So there was at least the build up In that regard. Right. But I kind of wish like this scene had been swapped out with maybe one of the other hookup scenes because this Mm. I think this moment would have been like sweeter if it were later. But it also makes sense as it being their first quote unquote sex scene, even though it's not like they get very close intercourse. Um but he says her stage name. Yeah. Like as they're going at it. And yeah. then she's like, wait, 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 wait. Like after everything is over, she's like, wait, 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 let's let's go back to that. Yeah, you know who I am. Right. And he's like,
1: actually, yes. And I'm a loyal subscriber. I've given you a lot of money over the years. Right.
0: And this she responds well to it. She's like, A, I can't believe that this like my like childhood crush has been, like, watching me, Mm -hmm. like, that's, like, an ego boost. But then she also finds it, like, kind of hot. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of my issues with consent and him not telling her that he knew who she was, like, after she responded that way, I was like, okay, if she's cool with it, I'm cool with it. Like, moving forward. It's probably something that she has thought of a lot where, you know, there's always
1: the possibility of somebody she meets up with for a date or whatever knows who she is.
0: Right. It just felt a little slimy that he didn't tell her right away, but it doesn't take that long for it to be revealed, so I'm not that mad about it.
1: Yeah. Also, the beginning of the book, I feel like I have to mention this because it is also just like bonkers and makes no sense. The way that they assume that nobody is going to recognize B is just because she is using her real name, Bee Hobbs. Right. And they're hoping people just chalk it up to, oh, she has one of those faces. No. Right.
0: No. (laughs) Well, and if she's as popular of a creator online as it seems like she is, like. Well, I think what they're really banking on is that the intersection of audience has a very small center of the Venn diagram. Aye, yes. Which I'm like, y'all are giving Americans a lot of credit. I know. (laughs) So the explanation
1: no, this would never work in the real world, but it's fine. We're going to move past it for now. Um, you're
0: right. Like this was always going to blow up and spoiler alert, it eventually does. Obviously. Obviously. Like that's- obviously that's the conflict in the book.
1: There's no way we were going to get through this book with nobody knowing who everybody was. Exactly. Exactly.
0: But in the meantime, um, yeah, so they have this like moment in the dressing room where they realize that they are mutually attracted to each other. Um, it's very sexy. Um, and then they kind of just this whole like middle section ish of the book is kind of um, similar to the first section, except they're just uh, alternatively hooking up and like trying to resist the urge to hook up.
1: <laughs> right. So so they're kind of dancing around each other. They decide they shouldn't hook up again. Kind of. I don't know. But, you know, they're going to
0: after. Well, they they decide that. And then they like sort of do again. There's like some little almost like stolen kisses and things like that. And like yeah moments where they find themselves in close quarters and they're flirting. And then it all comes to a head when they go to the Christmas strip club. The North Pole. I am obsessed with the <laughs> everything North <Pole>. about this. <laughs> everything about this is unbelievable. Uh, they meet a dancer named <laughs> Prancer. <laughs> a dancer named Prancer, which I didn't even try to rhyme that. Uh, I, the hostess is named Peppermint. Yes, obviously these aren't their real names, but they're all Christmas themed. And the some of the other crew members from the movie have been bugging B to go because they've gone like basically every night that they've been working on this movie, and so she's like, okay, fine, and, but she's like, but only if Nolan comes too.
1: And he's like, well, twist my arm. Right. All right. What am I going to do?
0: Say no. So, Which I'm like, yes, you should say no because you're trying to be pure as the driven snow. <sighs> None of these people are very smart in this moment. No. That's
1: okay. This, this was very frustrating yes, for me. This is not a good decision for anybody. So <laughs> I was reading this book in front of my fiance too, and I just kept laughing.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. This is the first time we've recorded the podcast since Abigail has had a fiance. Oh, yeah. Sorry to bury that into, like, what is the 45th minute of recording? I'm not sure what minute this will be at in the... Uh, yeah. Abigail got engaged. I got engaged. (laughs) Surprise. I got engaged I literally at the beginning when we were just talking I was like I don't really think we have anything to talk about let's just talk about the book I know I, was, I didn't want to be the one to bring it up
1: <laughs> so I was waiting for you to do it and it's, then you're like I don't
0: know what we're gonna say so let's just start talking you know it's been a, it's been a week and some change and I already forgot um <laughs> I'll give the rundown about yeah. that after
1: we continue recording. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do get to the, the book end. and then yeah, yeah, so
0: that'll be the grand finale for the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, this will make you keep listening. Yeah, but um, and so you were reading the book in front of your fiance, and I kept
1: literally like laughing out loud. Me too. Of the like this silly North Pole strip club. Just, yeah, this is a very funny book. It's yes. very funny.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There were so similar to your mean one, Matthew Prince. There were so many good, just little like one liners. Oh, yeah. And, like, references. Just, like, so funny. These are
1: good, goofy Christmas romances. Yes. These aren't your melancholy ones. These are the good, goofy ones. Yeah, the ones that are just like, well, that was fun. Yeah. (laughs) So, B buys herself a private dance with Nolan with Prancer. Yes. So they go in the little back room of the strip club, the North Pole, and... B gets her lap dance. Yes, and then Prancer... It's so funny to say. I know. She's wearing like a little reindeer outfit too. uh, Complete with a bell harness. Right. As the book notes. Um, Which in my mind, it was very cute. <laughs> the way I pictured it. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't know how to make sexy reindeer costume in my head work. So I don't know. It sounds cute. Sounds whatever. cute. Yeah. Whatever. whatever. It's fine. Uh, Nolan does not get his dance, but Prancer recognizes who he is. Right. So they just all take a picture together? Yeah.
0: She like asks if it's okay to take a selfie. And I'm like, say no, this is so stupid. Because they're like, you're not going to post it anywhere, right? And she's like, of course not. And I'm like, you just met this woman tonight. Yeah. Yeah. These people were not media trained, it seems like. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. Um, But I love that we got to take a trip to the North Pole. Oh, I This was one of my favorite parts of the book. No qualms about that. It's amazing. I
1: never thought we would see a strip club. In a Christmas romance, but here we are.
0: Me neither. And I'm actually like surprised that it even exists in the first place because everything else about this town is very squeaky clean. I know. Because this is apparently also a town that the Hope Channel is like familiar with and films in a lot. They literally take a trolley to Mm -hmm. the strip club. (laughs) A trolley. I know.
1: Like like again living in Christmas Disney World. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they get back uh from the strip club. They, you know, go their separate ways. B posts a selfie that she had taken in the room with Prancer while she was like looking
0: at Nolan. Yeah, on her closed doors account. And Nolan obviously sees it. And the caption is like she just like our girl just makes a move I know. here because she's like um when you wa- it's the caption is something like when you want them but you can't have them. Or yeah. It's very like obvious something dramatic that I would have posted in high school. Yeah. Realize, real lies, <laughs> <Right>? real lies. Exactly. <laughs> when you want them, but you can't have them. But apparently in the photo, she looks very like wanting, you know, like it's it's sexy, but it's like vulnerable. she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And so then she gets a knock on the door.
1: Ah uh, yes. And then we get our first true sex scene, which goes on for many pages. Yes. Uh, We learn some things about Nolan, which is that he has horrible tattoos. Uh,
0: (laughs) He has a tattoo of like a strand of Christmas lights. And I want to know how you pictured this because I pictured it like No Regrets style (laughs) across the chest. (laughs) And I'm aware this is not a visual medium, but if you know what I'm talking about, you certainly know, like, the motion that I just did to Abigail. You know, like, across the chest. I was picturing it either kind of like that or, like, kind of starting at one shoulder and then, like, winding down and looping around kind of deal. That is far, far, far better than
1: I imagined it, which is not great, your description. No. Because – I think he said tangled Christmas lights, and I just imagined a literal tangled- <laughs> Just a <the> ball? <laughs> ball tangled lights above his back. <laughs> just...
0: So were you picturing the ones with the big bulbs? No, I was literally put, thinking of the little mini Christmas lights <laughs> that he put on the- Not chair. even the cute ones. Not even the cute ones. <laughs> just like, oh, boy. And a little
1: like tumbleweed, basically, above his back. So he has that, and then the only other one they mention is- a bus with wings, which okay, short. Sure, that's kind of cool, but it's on his hip. Yeah. Uh, no man in a romance novel so far that I've read has had good tattoos. No,
0: the only good tattoos are Delilah Green's.
1: Oh yes, actually, yep.
0: But all the men, all the men's tattoos are yeah.
1: bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, except for our guy and part of your world but we never oh we but we never learn what the tattoos are exactly. just that he has them so you just get to paste in your brain what you
0: think they look which like which is why
1: it works for me yep i think we learn he- I give him good tattoos i think we learn he has roses which i'm like great amazing yeah
0: i picture them like mine exactly yeah, yeah they're cool yes uh, i
1: picture good tattoos
0: so here's my call <laughs> please
1: stop with the weird tattoos i can't do the tangled christmas lights anymore imagine having that on your body Year round, whether it's a tumbleweed or across your whole chest, no. You know Robert what we style. need to do.
0: We need to we need to make like an Excel doc with a formula of like um, books about men with bad tattoos and whether the authors are tattooed. That is a great idea because I think that perhaps makes a difference. Not that you can't write good tattoos if you don't have tattoos, but like. I feel like you can write them better if you have tattoos. So
1: our tattooed leads so
0: far this
1: year, we've got Miles. Right. Who has terrible tattoos. Bad tattoos. Uh, We've got Delilah, who we've established has great tattoos. Yes. I'm trying to think of anyone else we've talked about. That might
0: be it. Yeah, I mean, just the part of your world guy whose name I always forget. I always forget. Daniel. Daniel.
1: Daniel's not a very hot name. That's why I think I delete it from my name. Apologies
0: to the Daniels
1: out there. Daniel... Of part of your world, we're in love with you, Daniels of the world. I, I don't know. I have a relative named Daniel. That's probably it. Oh, maybe so. Yeah, yeah. That's fine though.
0: All of that is to say, I will start the Excel doc, and we can make a formula and a little graph.
1: This will be our one of our New Year's goals for this podcast.
0: Yeah, and I think tracking it'll be, tattoos.
1: It'll be well worth it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um. So after that,
1: you know, they're hooking up.
0: Yeah, they're basic so they're like I think the wording is like B is like we should get it out of our system or whatever and it is like italicized. Yeah. Um and so they do that and All then night. they're both like oh no, it's yeah. it's not out of our system. Surprise, we're still attracted to each other. Surprise, that's not how sex works. You don't just do it once and get it over no. with. No, when has that ever worked for anybody ever? Right, in real life or in a book. No. That's like, not how it works. If no. you want to bang someone once, you probably want to bang them again unless it ends up being terrible. But that's certainly not what happens here. So now they're just together in secret, basically.
1: Right, because neither of them want to screw this up. As we've established, you know, B wants to do something else or try something else. Nolan needs money. Yeah. And he, you know, he also seems like a good guy. He doesn't seem to want to be the one to screw this up for everybody. Right. So, uh, so then we get to again, lots of things happen in this book, but not a lot of things
0: happen right. in this book all the time. But no, no like major plot points. So really after this, it's like continuing to shoot the movie. Except right. they're together secretly.
1: They they bang a few more times. Yeah. At some point. Um but then we get to kind of this little like turning point. Uh-huh. Like the first the first kind of big
0: conflict, I guess. So be as scared of horses. And listen. <laughs> I, too, am very scared of horses for all of the same reasons that B is, because I am not confident around horses, because I have not been exposed to them that much, and they're really big. This shocks me about you every time I hear it, because we both grew up in small towns.
1: I grew up around horses.
0: Yeah. I had a horse at a point. Yeah. we never. We only ever had cows, and cows don't scare me. They're big and stupid. I had a bull. I'm more scared of cows. Yeah. I mean, we had a bull, too, but- i just avoided him (laughs) i don't know uh i've never been
1: kicked by a horse or thrown off by a horse so maybe i'm maybe i'm lucky in that sense but uh have you been kicked
0: (laughs) no i just really never spent that much time around horses and even like in high school when i was working at the barnyard i worked at a barnyard (laughs) in high school katie worked at the barnyard i did when i was working at the barnyard we had like cows, donkeys, goats, chickens. We had a sheep. He was the best. I w- I'm not afraid of any of those. Well, we had turkeys and I am afraid of them because they pecked the shit out of me. Um, So th- that fear is founded. But I just never spent that much time around horses and everything that anyone has ever told me about horses is like oh you just have to like know how to handle them you have to be confident you have to-. and like mm. I was never around them enough to feel confident and so now I'm just afraid and I feel like horses know when you're afraid just like Hattie yeah yes exactly just like <laughs> Abigail's dog um <laughs> so I'm just so I'm just not confident around them and they're very big they are very large yes and I just don't know what to do around them and I feel very out of control when I am on a horse. So, mm-hmm. this is not an unfounded fear,
1: but it does it is very funny when I think <laughs> of because I imagine our upbringings as pretty similar. <laughs> yeah. This is the, this is the difference. This is the diverging quality. Because I I did grow up. We had multiple horses. I grew up riding horses. I thought I was going to be a barrel racer.
0: Yeah. That didn't
1: happen obviously.
0: But when I saw that B was this afraid of horses, I was like representation yes. matters. <laughs> Oh, we
1: haven't also mentioned B's a Texas girl. B is a Texas girl. B is from DFW, just
0: like myself. Yeah, representation for the Texas girls who are scared of horses. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, B's from Arlington, of all places, which I'm sorry, B. Uh, Arlington sucks. I know, yeah. But, you know, it. the first mention of DFW is when she was like, very specifically, American Airlines Center yeah. in Dallas, and I was like, "What?" Uh, yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> exactly, like, "Wait, yeah. is B from my suburb?" Yeah. Now
0: she's not. She's from Arlington, but pretty close to me. Pretty close to you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's two books in a row where one of the leads has been from DFW. I know. Which DFW is not a glamorous place. <laughs> No, it's, it's funny. It's funny. It is it's like they were just like fill in the blank suburb for this person to be from.
1: Well, I'll tell you now. Uh,
0: which one is it? Julie Murphy is from Texas.
1: Julie Murphy lives in North Texas mm-hmm. and then Sierra lives in Kansas City, mm-hmm. which Nolan is from Kansas City.
0: Right. And- where right. my sister
1: lives right now. So this was a nice little collision of worlds.
0: But yeah, so be is scared of horses. And in her defense, she was kicked by a horse. She was kicked by a horse. So she has an even more valid reason than I do. But any reason to be afraid of horse- horses is valid, I feel like, because they're big animals.
1: Yeah, no judgment yeah. for anybody else scared of horses. But, but yeah, be was injured by a horse. If you also
0: are scared of horses, we are in the same club. Yeah. Um. So the reason this comes up is because they have a scene... On horseback, basically. We never really learn why, do we? They don't really talk about why we're riding horses. I don't know. It's for like a fucking montage or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's like B-roll or whatever. So B is like properly terrified and Nolan is being very sweet. He's like, I'll be with you the whole time. Like,
1: he is very good with horses. Yeah. there's He went to like riding camp or something.
0: Yeah. And I think he also mentioned that he had to be on a horse for a music video or something at one point. I don't. I don't remember. He's don't like know. weirdly good at everything.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He
0: his flaws are few and far between. Right. So, he's like I'll be with you the whole time. I've got your back. Don't worry. And so like this works for her and she's like, "Okay. I trust Nolan. He's going to be there. I can do it. Nothing bad's going to happen to me."
1: She gets on the horse and immediately gallops. Yeah, which I'm like, "Okay. <laughs> I'm not afraid of horses, but I wouldn't do that."
0: Right. I don't like to go fast anywhere. Right. <laughs> And then, like, this gust of wind comes, spooks the horse. He gets thrown off the horse. She's unconscious for, like, a short period of time. By the time she comes to, everyone's gathered around her, but Nolan is nowhere to be found.
1: Nolan was not there when the horse threw her off either because his phone had rang right before. Uh And it was his sister telling him that his mother is in the hospital um, she had, like, fallen in a parking lot. And yeah, she got
0: dizzy or something.
1: It was something that ultimately was pretty low stakes, but, you know, obviously was very scary for his teenage sister to deal with. Mm-hmm. And his mom was fine, but he answered the phone. He, like, rode off somewhere else, and then the horse threw B. Right. And then when she wakes up, he's not there.
0: Yeah, and she doesn't know that he wasn't... She doesn't know any of that happened until yeah. later. She's just like, oh, he told me he was going to be f- here for me and he's not. All she knows is he wasn't there when she got thrown off and he's not here now. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then and then we learn that there's some other crew members who like obviously saw everything go down and they think that it was Nolan's phone ringing that spooked the horse. Um, And so they're blaming him too because – this isn't the first time his phone has rang on set, and they're like, "Why the fuck do you have your phone like the ringer on?" Right, um, like while we're filming, um, because no one knows about his family situation. Yes, but you
1: know, there's a reason. Uh, he explains to be pretty quickly. Yeah, actually, they this have- is resolved pretty quickly with yes. the two of them, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. We'd love some good communication in a romance novel. She doesn't sit with it for too long. Uh, she like yeah, she to like her. she's like.
0: The fuck? <laughs> yeah,
1: she was like, that wasn't cool. I trusted you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? You were
0: right. I'm so sorry. Here's what was going on. I think you should know. Yeah, and she's like, I'm sorry you're going through that. Why didn't you tell me? But like, thanks for telling me now. Yeah, and she's neither of them are mad anymore.
1: Yeah. They, they've come to a good place of understanding, and I'm pretty sure they bone again after that.
0: Yeah, very quickly resolved. Um, So now they're like, this is the point in the book that like, so the romance between them, you know, we we talked about earlier in the episode, like, that first sex scene, we weren't really invested in them as a couple yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but now this entire middle section, but especially after this kind of emotional turning point, was when I'm like, okay, these two are really cute together. Right. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm with
1: you. I feel like the first couple romance sex scenes, whatever, I was like, why does he, like
0: does he actually like her as a person? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... And, like, he says he does in his inner monologue, but it doesn't always really come out in the interactions between them. Right. And then, you're right. This is kind of the turning point where I'm like,
1: oh, no, they actually do really care about each other, and they work well together, and it's very cute. They just both happen to be hot, so... Right.
0: Yeah. Hot yeah.
1: people deserve to fall in love, too, with each other or whoever and whatnot, <laughs> so... Yeah,
0: they just did all the, all the lusty parts first, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. Um... So, so yeah, so this is kind of again we get another series of filming scenes, hanging out, whatever. Um they go on this like little ice skating date that obviously they can't it can't actually be a date, but they go ice skating. It's a little secret date. Yeah, a little secret date. Um and they are sort of accosted um by This, like you said earlier, I don't like calling him a journalist or a reporter, but he's sort of a gossip. He writes for a gossip rag, essentially, or runs a gossip blog or something. I forgot who this man was. Yeah. We didn't really, there was no reason to know who he was until now anyway. Um, He was the one who broke the story of Nolan's Duluth Olympics escapade. Right, right. Um, basically the reason that Nolan's career sort of fell apart. Right. Um, and so this, this blogger shows up at the ice rink and is like, well, 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 apparently that's his like catchphrase. And I'm like, what a stupid catchphrase. Um, a little movie villain. Yeah. But he's basically like, look who it is. Yeah. And also, why is he there? Right. What's he doing? Yeah, like presumably he's just like tracked Nolan. He knows that Nolan is shooting this movie, and he's like sniffing around for something juicy. Yeah, basically. Um. So, Nolan basically tells this guy to fuck off. Very and, like leave them alone. Like pretty politely, but like yeah, he's like go fuck yourself. Right. Go yeah. Away. Um. Because because um, the guy Dominic is like. Um. Oh, is this like your new lady? And so Nolan's like, leave us alone. Leave her alone. Keep her name out of your mouth. Like all of this stuff. Yeah. Um. But shortly thereafter, the story of what's going on with Nolan's family is out in the open. So what had happened, and ugh, this broke my heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Maddie, his 17-year-old sister, was posting just you know, about her life. She
0: created essentially a Finsta at Nolan's request, but it it evidently wasn't private. She
1: just was kind of post... I imagined it more like Tumblr, Mm -hmm. where she was just posting under like a pseudonym.
0: Yeah. But still posting her normal stuff, just not under her given name. Right. Or just, it was like a... I think he said it was like a cutesy username, so
1: something that wouldn't have been super obvious. Probably didn't have like her like last name with something. right
0: doing the thing that teenagers do thinking that what you post on the internet won't get found i know and then it does get found and all of these outlets
1: run with it and like talk about how his mom was in the hospital uh post pictures of his house in kansas city where his mom and sister and him live Mm -hmm. uh
0: it's pretty awful and i feel for poor maddie It's really bad because he has never talked about it publicly because obviously he doesn't – he wants to respect his family's privacy. He's like, I don't really give a shit about my own privacy, but like, you know, for them, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, But he wants to get out ahead of it, so he decides to sit down with Dominic, with this blogger who I guess also has, like, a YouTube channel or something. I don't know, because this is video interview. I don't know. He's, again, I just imagine him as, like, Perez Hilton. Yeah. Yeah, so they sit down in the interview, and Nolan's very, like, matter-of-fact about what's going on with his mom, and he gives just enough information to not, yeah. like,
1: blow her privacy, but also be, like... Leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Like, she's It's fine. It's not your business. Mm-hmm. He also gets to tell the truth of what happened at the Duluth Olympics.
0: Which was not an orgy. Well, it was kind of an orgy, but not one that he was involved in. Right. He says regretfully yeah. at one point. Yeah. He's like, I wish they had invited me. So basically what it was is that this like American ice skater had like linked up with two foreign ice skaters i can't remember what country they were from. dutch speed skaters dutch I speed think? skaters that's what it, and but she was a figure skater an right. american figure skater and was like having a threesome with them when she got food poisoning from something she had eaten earlier in the evening i think she said it was tuna tartar yes tuna tartar in michigan yeah <laughs> um which yeah maybe yeah, not a good fair. idea <laughs> yeah bad ordering girlfriend so she gets really sick and Nolan had given her his phone number earlier in the day when they met at the bar, hoping that she would use it for right. <laughs> sexy purposes. She calls him. And so he goes to pick her up in the
1: like little Olympic village where they all stay. And... He kind of collects her. She's like covered in vomit. Like, yeah, it's not cute. naked, but yeah. covered in
0: vol- vomit.
1: Yeah, and so he or gets- mostly naked at least. Right. And the speed skaters are still in the room naked. And this dominant guy was apparently just like lurking outside the door and just like took a picture. And she looks, you know, haggard and rogue right. And she's obviously, sick. it all looks very damning for everyone involved. Right. It looks like they had some big drug induced orgy. When no, uh, it was. Well, who knows what happened? As he makes the point, I don't know what happened before. I just right. picked her up. And she's okay with this, too. They had talked on the phone before. Yeah. And Emily, the figure skater, was like, yeah, you should. It's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, tell she's him like, I
0: feel bad that you've kind of gotten the brunt of this. But so, like, you know, tell the truth. Yeah. So he does. Dominic's a little disappointed. Yeah, he didn't get
1: his, <laughs> like, tea or right. whatever. But, you know. Uh, and after that, everyone starts being a little nicer to Nolan. one. <laughs> Right, right, <laughs> so.
0: right, because then they're also like, okay, you're dealing with some shit that we didn't know about, so there we go. Yeah.
1: I have to bring up the other point of this book that gives me a big question mark. Yeah. And I feel it gives me, the. It, I, I don't know, I I feel ick about it. So Nolan was in this boy band with two other guys, one of which is named Calum, who is still, like, his best friend, like, is checking up on his mom and sister, And while this is going on, while Nolan is trying to rehab his image and all that, Caleb's sex tape leaks. And, like, everyone watches it.
0: Yeah. I think they're setting up a spinoff book. You think so? I think that's what that's about. Interesting. I think that's why this is in... I think that because you wrote in our notes, it feels out of place in this book. I think it's a setup. See, I understand that. But
1: with things of consent mm-hmm. I don't like this at all yeah this Uh. I remember being like in high school when like Jennifer Lawrence's nudes leaked mm-hmm. and things like that and mm-hmm. I'm like this is not any different like, yeah it is not cool that they're all kind of running around and like telling. have Nolan, you seen it have you seen yeah. it yeah and like telling Nolan like how hot his bandmate is or whatnot and, yeah I don't know this yeah because is- it was
0: it was leaked not of his own
1: accord obviously no. so as far as we know I mean, Caleb seems very upset about it. Who knows? Maybe in the possible spinoff we find out he leaked it himself or right, whatnot. But right. as of right now, I don't like this at all.
0: Yeah, I didn't like that either. But but I think after I... um After we got to that scene where we get to know him a little better, I was like, okay, now I guess it makes sense why it was included. But yeah, I, I didn't... I, I felt ick about it. Yeah, I felt like...
1: If that is the intention, which I didn't think about when I was reading the book, if the intention is setting it up for a spinoff with him, um, I don't know. There could have been another way. Yeah, not not such an invasion of privacy. Like it, I think it's even implied that like B watched it, mm-hmm. which I mm-hmm. don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, if you flip the genders. It's it's yeah. gross. It's really gross. Yeah. I Yeah. I and, don't like it either. And in a book that is supposed to be, you know, like very sex positive and something like that, this is just like a really gross invasion of privacy that I really wish was not in here.
0: Yeah. And I, I really like how this book normalizes sex work. Like that's kind of right. the underlying message here. But he's not a sex worker. Right. Like at, by choice.
1: At this point, he's like a... I don't know if you can a call victim. him. A victim. Yeah. Well, yes. I was going to say at this point, I I don't know if you can call him a private citizen because he's still like a public figure. right? But he's still a
0: celebrity, yeah. He's
1: like living in Kansas City, just like running his pizza shop. Like he's not a boy band member right. anymore. Right. And like it wouldn't have been okay had he still been like a boy band member. Right. But he's like, I don't know. He's But if he to were still, still in the
0: public eye, it would have been a little more, not reasonable, but under- understandable at the attention. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I still wouldn't like it, but. I don't know. It, uh, it, it left a really bad taste in my
1: mouth. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, yeah. Really big bummer. I know. It didn't really, like, serve a purpose. No, exactly. That was the point, too. It doesn't serve a purpose. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess I hope he gets a spinoff and it gets resolved somehow, but, like, we don't get any, like, retribution for him. There's right. no, like, real consequence. It's just kind of played off as a joke. Right. Of like where everyone's like, oh, he's got a hot dad bod. Like, did you see the sex tape?
0: And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. That's not funny. Yeah. It's yeah. gross. It was gross. I didn't like it either. Yeah. Um, Speaking of things that I didn't think you would like. Mm, yes. <laughs> let's talk about. OK, I would like to say my piece about this first and then I want to know how you felt about it. So, so we cut. Some of this out of the My Killer Vacation episode because it, it turned into some really long, drunk conversation between us about religion mm-hmm. um, that didn't belong in the podcast. No. Um, I think we stopped recording, too. I think we stopped recording. Yeah. We got we had like a 45-minute side conversation when we were recording My Killer Vacation. We did. Um, but in this book, as in My Killer Vacation, there is a sex scene in a church. This one... For me, okay, I will say I was not as, like, upset by the – not to say you were upset, but Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. I was not as upset or offended or whatever by the My Killer Vacation sex scene in the church as you were. Mm -hmm. Not to say I loved it, but you felt more strongly about it than I did. So that's my disclaimer here. Um, So to that, I will say I liked this one more. But because I like their relationship more, it felt mm. like it felt like they weren't just doing it just to do it. Like they're actually in love. Yeah, which felt a little better. Um, but it went on long enough that I was like, "Okay, we're still in the church," and I'm just like feeling a little weird. And then I started laughing because in my notes I wrote, "Of course she would have an anxiety attack while getting eaten out,"
1: because <laughs> she does her anxiety attack. That was not even about like. I'm I'm in a church. Yeah, yeah, I'm in a church. It's I'm in a wedding dress because they just shot a scene. Right. I'm in a wedding dress. Could I get married at some point? Like yeah. it's like one of those spirals.
0: Yeah. Which <laughs> so it's Fair. just it's just all a lot. Um, but I I'm interested to hear what you think of it because we like these characters more, we like their connection more. This mm-hmm. scene overall feels far more romantic. Also because of the wedding dress piece of it. Like it kind of <laughs> makes sense yeah if you look at it kind of from a bird's eye view yes so i'm interested how you feel about it
1: yes my killer vacation i i don't remember how much we left on the podcast when we posted it but yeah i was not a fan at all i thought it was like a little gross Mm -hmm. um just because in my killer vacation, they just like snuck into an empty church, and they're like, "We can't wait." Yeah, it
0: was just like a little, a little quickie.
1: Yeah, and like, you know, because it was like
0: raining outside or something. I it think it was raining,
1: yeah. and you know, I was like, "Why couldn't they just do it in any other building?" Like, right?
0: Would we have put this like I, you know, I, I get it. It's would you have done it in like a bank vestibule?
1: Yeah. Or any other religious setting. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was yeah. my big point was like,
1: you know, I get that it's, you know, it, it's an easy punching bag to like have sex in a church because it's like.
0: Well, it's just like a little shocker scene. Yeah. yeah.
1: But like, would you do it in a mosque? Would you do it in a temple? Right. Mm, I don't like I don't like any of that. Right. Like, I don't like it. I don't like it. It, it gives me the ick. And as somebody who is like still figuring out like. Where religion, like, plays into my life and whatnot and who, like, grew up going to church and things like that. uh, I don't like it, put yeah. it simply. This one was a lot easier for me to disconnect from because they literally just shot a movie scene in this church. Right. And so much of this town does not feel real.
0: Right. And that- this didn't feel like a real church. And I felt that, too. Yeah. Yes.
1: It just – it almost just felt like a little stage church thing where I was like, okay, I have not – been given any evidence that they actually hold church service right. in this building. Right. Whereas in my killer vacation, it was like a Catholic church where right. I was like, they absolutely. Right. And they walked out to like women coming into the church to yeah. like- like nuns. Yeah. Yeah. To like pray or, you know, I, I'm not Catholic, so I don't yeah. know what they do on off hours. But uh yeah, like people going into the church to use it as a church. Yeah. And- so this one was a lot easier for me to disconnect from of like, okay, I don't like love it. Like, mm-hmm. but it did feel just more like a movie set again, because none of this town feels real. Like I haven't right. met any characters that belong and actually live in this town.
0: And then also when she has her, you know, when she's in the wedding dress, she has her kind of spiral of like, Nolan's seeing me in a wedding dress and I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. What does that mean that I kind of like that? And then she's like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Yes. And so like- the sex scene in the church kind of works as a vehicle into them both realizing they have like very, very serious feelings for each other. So like it serves more of a purpose. Right. Yes. Because I- it's like this venue for this like larger plot point, basically. Yeah. The biggest thing for me is like, okay, this is like a movie building. Mm-hmm. Like there,
1: there is no like religious sacrament or anything happening. Like no one's taking communion in here, probably. Right. I could be wrong. And if so, maybe maybe I'm not on board, but as far as in, – in this book, every – The knowledge <laughs> that you have. The knowledge that I have is this town is fucking made of poster board. Right. And there's nothing happening outside of this movie. Right. So right. as far as I know, there's no insulation or any real building material in this little
0: <laughs> church. Well, I'm, gl- I, I'm glad that you feel that way because I was kind of – I was a little worried because I was like, I hope this doesn't like – Ruin something about this book for Abigail. But I felt differently about it. So I was hoping you would feel differently about it too.
1: Yeah. I think, I think it helps that in this purpose that we don't like meet any townies. Right. Like we don't meet anyone
0: who actually like lives in this town. Yeah. The town doesn't exist. Yeah. It's (laughs) other than prance, the people who work at the strip club. Yeah. (laughs) People who work at the inn and the people who work at the one restaurant that we go to. Yeah. Like I don't know. They're, They're not real. Yeah. Which, is a
1: con in some ways and a pro in this sense for yeah. again, this church, you can just like push it over. It's yeah. cardboard. It's fine. Yeah. So, you know, didn't love it. Maybe wish it was in a different building, but it does make sense. She had just shot a scene in her wedding dress mm-hmm. in the church. Nolan finds her there. They bone. I mean, I'm not gonna like sign off on it, but right. like I it don't makes know. sense. Yeah. It makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. So this is kind of the emotional. Climax, I guess. It's I t- a good pun. It's always a good pun. I know. I uh, can't say the word climax without it meaning multiple things. But don't. Um, so this was kind of the emotional climax of them realizing like, oh shit, like this is real. Like right. when this movie is over, we want to figure out how to be together. Um, but I don't think they talk about it yet at this point. Or do they?
1: They talk about it kind of briefly. So it turns out Nolan... Gets to go home for Christmas. Yes, 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 yes. So he, they're saying goodbye. They're saying goodbye, like, the next day. Like, mm-hmm. they kind of get to, they bone in the church. I think they bone again later. The director finds out, like, why he was answering all these calls. And he's, she's like, I'm so sorry. I had mm-hmm. no idea. Hey, if we rush through the next couple of days and get your scenes done, we can send you home for Christmas. And so you can be with your mom and your sister. Mm-hmm. And he's like,
0: oh, great. Amazing. But he's bummed because it means he has to say, he has to leave a day earlier and say goodbye to B. Yes. Which
1: they kind of have a conversation of like, hey, once the movie is over, we'll figure this
0: out. Right. Nothing set in stone, but they're like, we like each other.
1: Yeah. Like, we're going to, we're going to keep in touch. Yeah. And we're going to figure it out and see how it goes. The like kind of implication is that he's going to, she's going to be his like secret girlfriend for a little while.
0: Yeah. Which she isn't crazy about, but gets it. Yeah. She's kind of like, you know, I understand.
1: And I think she also makes the point too of like, it's not, great for her career either to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. not because she feels like no one's going to be controlling about her career he makes it very clear he wants her to do what she wants to do but but she's
0: not sure if she wants to do porn where she's like having sex with other people yeah while being with him like she's not sure about it and she's like maybe i'll be in like non-porn movies like maybe i'll get more like acting roles i don't i don't know Right. Essentially.
1: The gist of it is all like, hey, we like each other, we want to figure this out, but we just don't know how it's gonna work yet. So like honestly, like most things in life, let's figure it out after the holidays. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> so, Every email that I'm sending this week. Right. <laughs> circle back, please. <laughs> let's see you in January. Yeah. Um So Nolan flies home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and while he is on the plane, essentially, my God. The news so he's flying from Vermont to Kansas City, which I would say is what, like a three or four hour flight? Three hours, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. Um, shit hits the fan. The news of B's identity has come out because fucking Prancer shared the
1: photo. Again, these people have no media training or are too trusting of
0: yep a
1: woman whose name they did not know.
0: Yeah, I guarantee you her given name was not Prancer. Her government name. Yeah. So she blabbed essentially, and the gossip blogger found out and like blasted B's shit all over the internet. And of course, B is the one getting hate. We haven't even, we only mentioned in passing that B is plus sized. Mm-hmm. And so she's getting a very significant amount of hate, um, which any woman in this situation would, but a plus-sized woman especially. Right. Nolan is kind of getting this boys will be boys reaction, but people aren't thrilled with him either. They're like, here he fucking goes again, doing right. his shenanigans. So B finds out that this has happened, and she's like, fuck. And so Sunny, her best friend, hands her a bag of weed gummies. And is it, our girl B has never d- done a weed. Done a weed. And so uh, Sunny is just like, here you go, here's the edibles, have fun.
1: I think she says, hold on, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Here
0: you go, though. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then so B pops one and she's like, oh, that tastes pretty good. Pops the second one. And I was like, oh, no. And then there's a line in the book where she's like, she's not really sure what the serving size is. So she goes for a third and then a fourth. And I was like. Bee's going to the emergency room. <laughs> this is another part of the book where I had to like suspend my belief because so I was like, Bee's a smart woman. Come on. She doesn't know. know
1: how weed works.
0: Right. Like, I feel like anyone, who, especially living in a state where it's legal, she, she lives in LA. Right. Fucking everyone in LA smokes weed. Yeah. I was like, there's so no like, way she doesn't understand how these work. There's no way she, and she lives with Sunny. Yes. And so presumably she has not seen Sunny, you know, popping multiple gummies. Presumably she has seen Sunny take one and play Cult of the Lamp for 6 hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, B mentions she's like, "Oh, these taste really good." They don't taste good. No. <laughs> I've t- I I'm not a one we don't live in a state where it's legal, but we are in a state where it's legal to have the Delta 9 gum or Delta 8 gum. Delta 8 and Delta 9, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the the alternative.
0: Which is basically weed with a different name. It's, yeah. They don't taste good though. No, they taste like weed. Yes, they They taste taste like if you put like ground up weed on your tongue. Yeah. See, okay, this is the spray.
1: This will have one column. Authors who have taken weed gummies who write about taking (laughs) weed gummies. I would feel like I would guess for these ones, no. Yeah. (laughs) Because... B says, oh, these taste like the wine gummies my moms bring back from their vacation.
0: No, they don't. No, they don't. They taste nasty. B takes all of these weed gummies. And I was actually worried that something very bad was going to happen because I was like, I feel like somebody who does not do drugs, consumes that many weed gummies, is going to have some kind of paranoia like, take me to the hospital moment. I feel like that's what I would... I feel like I would be, like, fucking take me to the emergency room. I'm having a heart attack. She just falls asleep. And she sleeps till, like, 5 p.m. the next day. I know. Which is, like, honestly, probably the most realistic thing that would happen (laughs) if you you ate that many weed gummies. Yes. But this means that she is, like, oblivious to everything that is going on. Um, So, like, Nolan lands in Kansas City... Figures out what happened, tries to call her. Um, He thinks that she is screening her calls because she's mad at him. Right. Really, she's just (laughs) passed out. She's just high out of her mind. Yeah. And so, like, Nolan is dealing with the fallout, essentially. And he comes up with a plan. Hmm. So they say, I love you, over the phone. They finally connect with each other.
1: Nolan tells her he loves her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's basically like, don't worry, I'm going to take care of it.
1: Yes. Oh, so how
0: this happens
1: is Steph, his PR person, is basically like, deny, deny, deny. Yes. You didn't know yes, anything. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. And he's like, Ugh. I don't love that. Yeah. But
1: he goes along with it. And she puts out this press release that is basically like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the mission and purity of the Hope Channel. How could I have known my co star was a porn star?
0: Yeah. So then B is properly pissed at him. Yeah. But does answer the phone when right. she's come out of her coma (laughs) yes and oh also her her moms arrive yeah her moms are there they're just having a good time right her moms show up to surprise her to spend christmas with her basically it's very cute Mm -hmm. but they're just kind of there having a good time yeah love the moms excellent characters they show up in matching tracksuits it's unbelievable they're almost townies yes yeah just
1: not this town scratches that itch yeah a little bit but he is trying to apologize to be and she's just kind of like you know, I don't really want to be a secret. Like I want you to love me in public, not just private. Yeah, she's like, "I hear what you're saying, but like prove it." Yeah, <laughs> basically. And Nolan makes the plan to just like fucking drive across the country and go visit their other bandmate, Isaac, who is grieving the loss of his wife. Yeah, which is so fucking sad. Uh, and it's yeah, just kind he's of brushed like, over. Yeah, he's basically like
0: dropped off the face of the earth for like years.
1: Yeah. It's been like a couple years since his wife died, who was also a pop star. And they just like dropped this out of nowhere that she died in his arms in their house. And he just is holed up in this house by himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it's It's alluded to a couple of times throughout the book that they haven't heard from him in years. Yeah. And it's because of his wife dying. But we never really get the story yeah we don't know why she died it's just sad
1: but nolan drives out there and visits isaac and checks on him for one and then also is like i really fucked it up with b she's great and isaac says something that basically is like well fix it i don't know like everything when we were in our band yeah everything sucked but it was a lot easier when i had brooklyn his wife And I feel like that is the little point that wakes Nolan up of like, oh, I got to really fix this. Yeah. B's the best. I got to fix
0: this. So he gets in contact with this blogger man. That's why he goes to LA. Yeah, Perez Hilton. And he's basically like, yep, I'm in love with this porn star and all of (laughs) you are mean. (laughs) essentially yeah basically and he also gives
1: like he tells Perez Hilton how much he sucks too yeah so he kind of gets to stick it to everybody and then again tell B through the TV on New Year's Eve Mm -hmm. is when the interview airs and she's in Texas with her moms and Nolan shows up at her door while the interview is airing and it's all very nice they they bone in her childhood bedroom under mm-hmm. pictures of him.
0: Okay. I loved this. I found this so <laughs> fucking funny because, okay, put yourself in the shoes of B mm-hmm. and you're fucking your childhood crush. I feel like the celebrity would be like, oh, my God, take those down. That's so embarrassing. Or like have some, some kind of weird ego about it or mm-hmm. whatever. But Nolan is just, like, so normal about it, and he's, like, kind of making fun of her. He's like, oh, is this hot? Is this working for you? Like, oh, <laughs> and she's like, actually, yeah. it is.
1: Yeah. He, like, re- almost, like, reenacts a little fan fiction for her. He's like, D- are you, like, hosting me after my tour bus? Broke yes, there? yeah. How can I ever repay you? They is do, like, a for you?
0: goofy little role play thing. It's very funny. Yeah. It's very,
1: very funny. It
0: was, like, the perfect little sweet ending scene for the book because it was, like... I think that scene is, like, super representative of this book as a whole, which is, like, very funny, very sexy. Like, the characters have this very sweet connection. Like, it was just, like, Mwah! at the end of the book. And I don't like a sex finale. I almost find them really lazy. hmm And... It's like, oh, we got to slide one more in here. Yeah, we
1: got... Which I, I felt like that at first when I started reading this one. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I buy it a little bit. It's yeah. Fine. Like... It's funny. It's it bookends cute.
0: the like childhood crush piece of the story.
1: Yeah, and it like ends ends with them waking up in bed together under the pictures of him, mm-hmm. which again is very very funny. Um so this one I'm going to give a pass on. Yeah. Again. I find sex finales like Yeah. Okay, whatever. But this sure. one this
0: one was good. Yeah. This one was fine. Yeah. But then we get an epilogue. We get an epilogue um in which we find out that teddy is fucking nolan's manager agent or whatever steph steph um and there's there's we basically find out that like they decided to air the movie the hope channel viewers loved it and then there's this great line from teddy's inner monologue that i feel like should be the tagline for our entire (laughs) podcast And essentially, this is like vaguely paraphrased, but it says people who like cheerful holiday shit and unabashed ranch were now both clearly visible and clearly ready to spend their money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think right before, right after that, it was like Hope Channel realized like any media conglomerate that it likes money. Yeah. And B was a (laughs) moneymaker.
0: Right. So they have this like hope after dark like segment now that Teddy is in charge of. Which
1: this is where I was like, okay, this isn't the Hallmark channel. This is like ABC Family.
0: Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ABC Family After Dark. So I loved that we bookended it with Teddy in the prologue and the epilogue. Yes. Got kind of his story. Yeah, B um, got a
1: lead role in some TV series. That sounds very funny.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh,
1: Nolan is going to be on a boy band reality show? Yeah, he's going to be a judge on like an American Idol kind Oh, it's of ex- the show actor. that- Yeah, it's the show that got him his boy band. Yes, yeah. Which I loved that he's very much like not grasping for the fame he had. He's just very much like, yeah, I'm a washed up pop star. I love this. Yeah. It's great. He's
0: like, I just want to make some money for my family. I don't really care what I'm doing. I'll go be a judge on this lame TV show. Right, like I'm not too proud for this. Yeah, I loved that about him. Yeah. But
1: yeah. uh, Yeah, Teddy and Steph go off to fuck. (laughs) So at the 4th of July party.
0: Yeah, to which I say, and I know this is listed under our next bullet point, which is overall impressions, but I would like to share my first impression, which is give us the Teddy spinoff.
1: Yes, that is the <laughs> spinoff I wanted. Maybe that's why I didn't focus on the possibility of the other Inc. members, because during the whole thing, I was like, I want more Teddy.
0: Yeah. I want his book. So similar to how Jasmine Guillory did one of her books in the proposal series Mm. from one of the moms' perspective, she went like, "I'm going for an older woman. Mm. I want this older man. I want his love story." Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm here for it. Yeah, Uh, I love Teddy. I love Steph too. We didn't really get to talk about her. She's just the uptight agent, and I fucking love her.
0: Yeah, she's amazing. And she's like obsessed with eating the cherries at the bar.
1: Yeah, she's Which, just like same. Yeah. <laughs> she just like wants to find like a good Manhattan, but she just like what it, I think at one point she's like drinking vermouth and bourbon and eating cherries and she's like shut up Nolan it's deconstructed Manhattan. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> Cuz she's like a fucking
0: asshole, but she's so funny. Yeah, I love her. I love her. Um but yes, that is the first of my overall impressions. Yeah. Um what what what's your overall impression?
1: This was a fun holiday romp.
0: Yes. Truly a, a romp. A romp, truly. One of the first things that I told you when I finished this book was this is like what we wanted My Killer Vacation to be. Yes. Like the Christmas version. If My Killer Vacation was like the summer one, yes. this is the winter one. I agree. My- because it's it's super spicy. It's very spicy. Um, But the romance is there. The writing is there. Yeah. I like both
1: leads. I did not care that much for Miles in My Killer Vacation. Yeah. I found him kind of boring and just, I don't know. Good
0: side characters here.
1: Yeah. Good setting. Yeah. I don't know. This one was just fun. Yeah. I think I liked Matthew Prince a little better than this one. Mm. Um, But I think I liked the leads in all of them. Yes. Like, I think there were no characters... I like hated Mm -hmm. like even the characters I meant to dislike like Dominic like I still had fun reading about
0: him exactly yeah I like them I think they were equal for me I certainly read this one faster Mm -hmm. but I think that is a I just had more time because like school's out and I'm on break and whatever right um so yeah I do I, I always when I'm like when we're about to record, I go look at Goodreads reviews because I'm like, okay, I know I, I liked this and I think Abigail liked it, mm-hmm. but how did other people feel?
1: Mm, yes.
0: Um, and I have to hate on one Goodreads review for a second, which I'm not in the business of hating on reviews because let people like what they like and hate what they hate. You know, mm-hmm. that's, I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum, but I am specifically going to yuck the, I'm going to yuck the yuck of this Goodreads reviewer, mainly because it's stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's hear it. Part of the review was that they wrote, I'm all for a holiday-themed town, but there's a North Pole strip club with a stripper named Prancer. I just cannot believe this story is meant to be taken seriously. It is not meant to be taken seriously. That's the point. No, this is not highbrow literature. Yeah. This is not a Christmas carol. This for me was like, just say you're a prude and that's okay. You can be a prude. You don't have to read this book. (laughs) <laughs>
1: no, of course there's nowhere called the North Pole with a stripper named Prancer. Yeah,
0: it was just the but like, okay, if you don't like that part, like if you there were many complaints, as I said at the top of the episode, there were many complaints on Goodreads about like I picked this up because it had a cutesy cover and I didn't know it was gonna be this spicy. First of all, that's on you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Second of all, Maybe you were gifted it or something, or maybe you really just did grab it and go, and you didn't know. Okay, you're allowed to be like, oh, my God, I picked this up, and it wasn't what I expected. <laughs> you're allowed to say, I don't love that there was, a, there was a strip club named the North Pole. Fine. You cannot say, I cannot believe this story is meant to be taken seriously. Because if you think this story is meant to be taken seriously, what are you even doing reading romance novels? No. Just, mm no. There's nothing serious about any of this. No, it's, which is the point. Yeah, you can't look too hard at it.
1: No. Just it all falls apart. Go, like, poke out a Cormac McCarthy novel if that's what you want or something. <laughs> like, don't pick up this bright pink romance and be like, what isn't this serious? Like,
0: No, it's about a boy band member and a porn star. I know, I know, I know. So, I- <sighs> I will not make it a theme to hate on people who leave bad reviews of books that I like because, again, I'm not yucking anyone's yums. But this this person deserved to be yucked.
1: I'll make another point about Goodreads reviews where I didn't. I was on Goodreads before I had finished the book, so I didn't poke that hard into them because I didn't want to get anything spoiled. But somebody had said that they make too big of a deal about B being plus size, which I did not feel at all. No,
0: I kind of loved that they didn't and I have this in my notes, I love that they didn't make a big deal about it. Right. Because She's
1: just, it's that's yeah, just sure. how she looks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the only time they make a big deal about it is when she gets all the hate online. Right. Which is when it's like really relevant. Right. That is how it would be. But I feel like so many of the other romance novels we read that have plus size leads, it's like this woman is trying to find love in spite of her size Mm -hmm. or she's like trying to be confident or she's trying to find clothes that fit her or like whatever it is Mm -hmm. and it's like a major point of the book which also has value in its own way right but that was not what this book was about it was like it felt very like it was just a part of the story like saying she has brown hair or whatever right which like I loved that because I like you know it's nice that it's not just this story of like a plus-sized woman's struggle to find love
1: yeah which I very much appreciated. It only came up I felt like when it was relevant or when mm-hmm. it was B kind of pointing out, you know, like oh, it's hard for her to find like undergarments that fit, right, or like costumes or something like that, or like you said at whenever when shit hits the fan, right. and yeah, unfortunately, that is what
0: if this had happened in real life, that is what B would get a lot of hate about, right? So yeah, another similar to that point is it is mentioned several times but briefly that both of our lead characters are bisexual yes they call themselves bisexual disasters i know which is very funny um and i just i really like books that slide in things like that that don't Mm -hmm. make it a focus on some court some kind of like struggle or conflict because of this person's sexuality or whatever it's just a part of their identity right um because it wasn't important to the story. so And it'd be different if it was important to the story, right? Like, it, you know, if it were important to the story, then like, yeah, spend more time with it. Right. But it wasn't important. It was just one of the aspects of their personality that they actually bonded over.
1: Yeah. Nolan even makes a good point at one point where he's talking about his, you know, former bad boy persona and how he got to be openly bisexual because it you know, fit this persona where he mm-hmm. was like, yeah, everyone just kind of typecast me as the bisexual slut. Yeah, like he'll he'll have sex that. with anyone. Yeah. yeah. And they make the point that that's really shitty and that's not, that's a stereotype. Mm-hmm.
0: Like- and then B brings up like, oh, a lot of people don't think I'm even bi because they think I just do it for my movies or mm-hmm. like, you know, for guys to watch online or whatever. Yeah. So, So I really loved that they brought up those kind of like parts of their personality that in other books would be a bigger deal.
1: Yeah. And I think that's also why it upset me so much with like Calum's sex tape where it was like, it felt like all these other things were handled like well and like, I don't want to say delicately because it's not exactly the right word that I want, mm-hmm. but, you know, handled in a way that was... Maturely. Yeah, maturely. Yeah. Like sensitive to the topic, like relevant, mm-hmm. um, like, no shame about it or anything. Like that's just how it is. And then...
0: We've got a leaked sex tape as a punchline. Yeah. So um,
1: I don't know. I can't let that go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Hopefully if there's a spinoff, it'll we'll get some become relevant. Yeah. We'll get a
1: resolution of sorts that
0: is a little more satisfying. Yeah. Well, perhaps most importantly of all, what are you reading now? Because <laughs> I cannot wait for you to
1: read this book. I know. So I haven't started it yet. So it's a little bit of a cheat because I just finished... Merry little, Me cute, literally this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> for my probably final Christmas read of the <sighs> year. I'm so excited. I I'm know. fist pumping. Y'all can't see me, but I'm fist pumping. I know. Katie's so pumped. It'll be Kiss Her Once For Me by Allison Cochran.
0: Which- I fucking loved this book. I read it in like a day and I already want to reread it. I highlighted like half of it in my Kindle. It is so, it is one of the most beautifully written romance novels that I've read in a long time and I'm going to put it in my top 5 of the year. Five books or five romances. Definitely five romances, perhaps five books, but Ooh. it might be on the cusp. So definitely top 10 books. Definitely top 10 books, yeah. Ooh, I'm mm, I'm very I pumped.
1: Loved it. I loved
0: everything about
1: it. I think it'll be a good palate cleanser too after two like silly Christmas ones and I'm already kind of settling into my Christmas melancholy.
0: Oh, this is melancholy
1: as shit. Uh, I'm very excited. Um, I'm so excited for you to read that book. I will start tonight, if not tomorrow. Nice. I'm going to start in the next 24 hours for sure.
0: Yeah, I need live reactions the whole time. Oh God, okay. <laughs> uh, what are you reading? Okay, so I have this book where is it? I got this one from Book Outlet on a whim. I had never heard of it before. Um, but I wanted some... I feel like I've... I feel like last year I read pretty much every single Christmas romance that was remotely interesting to me. Like, I sped read a bunch of them. So then I felt like my well was a little dry mm. this year. Um, so when I was on Book Outlet, they had a bunch of Christmas...
1: Um. But yeah, I got engaged. Oh, Yes
0: we will will end the year with with Abigail's uh, engagement discussion.
1: Yeah. What a, do you
0: want what do you want to tell the people? That I got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Abigail is 100% less stressed than she was a week and a half ago. I was a monster. Yeah. It was it was you were a cute monster, but you were a monster.
1: Yeah, I was a monster. It was fine. Um Abigail was a ball of anxiety
0: for about a month.
1: Yes, because Austin, my now fiance, told me he was going to
0: propose this is an entirely different podcast episode where we air our grievances Oh, uh, we'll do we can do a whole podcast bonus episode <laughs> about abigail's engagement yeah uh but there I, will be continued discussion over the coming years uh, I'm, yeah but <laughs> about this
1: the uh the long of or the short of it all is he had told me weeks ago that it was supposed to happen on thanksgiving weekend and then it couldn't For some reason. This is kind of a long story of how he told me, but he did. Like an Mm -hmm. idiot. Uh, So I got to spend six weeks being anxious. Yeah. Uh, But my sister was in town, and he proposed on the roof of a gallery downtown. And it was beautiful and lovely. And then Katie, the hero that she is, brought (laughs) all of our friends to... Our favorite bar. Our favorite bar. And surprised me. And it was amazing. So... It was delightful. It's now been over a week and I've been a fiance. Yep.
0: We'll, uh, we'll make sure some kind of creative uh, book photo with the ring gets posted yeah. on our Instagram so you all can drool over it the way that we all have. It's, he did a very good job. It's very beautiful.
1: I feel like I have to give the disclaimer that it's a family diamond. We are not just like rolling in it. <laughs> secretly wealthy. No, we are not secretly wealthy <laughs> at all. We were. We, he was lucky enough that he had an heirloom diamond that he was able to use. And he and the jeweler did a very, very, very good job. So, But yeah,
0: uh, I got engaged, which is very exciting. Yeah, and- so lots of wedding talk to come and- Perhaps we'll even read some wedding-themed books in I'm, Abigail's honor. I'm going to
1: make Katie read a wedding book because I love a wedding book anyway, now I have even more reason to yes. make her read a wedding book.
0: Yeah. So, although, who as knows? As long as you promise me that you won't let it turn into you stressing about all the things that could go wrong because there's always shit that goes wrong in a wedding romance. I've read enough that I feel like Okay, it'll be fine. Okay, uh, I don't think that. I'm will here be to a create thing. less stress for you. Oh, I know. <laughs>
1: Katie has been an absolute hero through this whole thing, along with my sister Hannah, who they are now BFFs without me.
0: Yeah, I had never met Hannah before, and now
1: Hannah and I are best friends. Yeah, without me, yeah. people have been asking me, which maybe you got this too, but like literally the day after, when's the wedding? I know. It's like I don't fucking
0: know. You tell me. I know. I got that. I got. We got that a lot. Like, what did you? Did you think we were already planning the wedding? I mean, some people do, but not definitely not enough people for that question to be normal. And I, 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 I should give people grace and
1: say, like, I understand it's them like being excited, and wanting to hear more. But it is like,
0: no, it literally happened 48 hours ago. I've never been to a venue. There are also like more elegant ways to ask that question, like, are y'all going to start planning soon, or do you want to get married soon, Ooh. or, uh, you know, like, you know, there there are more more delicate ways to ask that. Um. Mm-hmm. But with so that- yeah, this is our last episode of the year. We're gonna take a little break just to let our brains reset and let us read some things that aren't necessarily for the pod.
1: Yeah, we will. Uh, we're gonna take January off, mm-hmm. but we will still be updating our Instagram with what we're reading and recommendations and whatnot. But yeah, we're gonna take a little break.
0: Yeah, we're planning on being back for an episode around Valentine's Day. I don't know what day of the week Valentine's Day falls on. But whatever, Wednesday is closest to Valentine's Day.
1: Oh, yeah. We will uh, announce well in advance when we'll be back and on on our Instagram and all that. But, yeah, now
0: that uh, we started this podcast in June,
1: Mm -hmm. it's been really fun.
0: It has been. But it's time to take a little break, make sure we know what we're doing, and we're not stressing about... Um, reading books over Christmas or whatever. No thoughts, just vibes. No thoughts,
1: just vibes. Again, my brain is not working past New Year's Eve
0: right I'm honestly surprised we recorded two hours of this because earlier I was like, nothing is going to come out of my head.
1: Uh, (laughs) It's all just bouncing around in there. Just little tangled tumbleweeds of Christmas lights. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, in the meantime, you can uh, follow us and all our happenings at 50% 50% pod everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Twitter, as long as it lasts. I don't know. <laughs> We're far more active on Instagram. Follow our Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Instagram's better. I'm not even using Twitter personally anymore. And yeah. that's another story. Maybe Twitter will exist in 2023 when we see y'all again. Maybe.
1: Uh, shop, <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> shop our bookshop for some New Year's presents to yourselves. Yes. Um, be a great engagement present to me if you shop our bookshop. It would be. Don't even send me the books. Just shop from our bookshop. Yes, kick us a few cents. Yes, we'd be thrilled. Wedding fund, wedding fund. <laughs> yeah, this will really contribute to my wedding. Fu- our bookshop pennies. Money. Yeah, our pennies. Uh, but yeah, uh, this has been so much fun this year. I'm very grateful that Katie agreed to do this with me. Mm-hmm. And after two years of joking about it, I we know. actually got
0: to do it. <laughs> it's been delightful. We hope you all have. A wonderful holiday season and a wonderful New Year's, whether you are with your families or not. We hope that you're happy with whatever those options are and um, that you've got something nice and cozy to read. Yes, as always.